Welcome to the second season of Big Business Insights, the old mutual corporate podcast where we discuss issues that concern senior decision makers, particularly human capital managers in large enterprises. Each episode focuses on one topic that is top of mind for today's business leaders, aiming to provide you with key insights to improve your employees' work experience and financial wellness. Make your business fit for the future as you navigate towards it. I'm Blessing Utete, and in this episode, we're going to discuss group risk benefits. It's an area of employee benefits that's seen a lot of change recently pre- and post-COVID, with employers and employees enjoying much more choice than before. So today, I've invited Marianne Diong, Old Mutual's Group Assurance Business Executive, to help unlock the subject and give us some insight and pointers for employers. Welcome, Marianne. Hello, Blessing, and thanks for having me. Great. Let's get into it. Just looking at the trends that we're seeing from an employee benefits perspective, especially risk benefits uh, this year, what would you reflect on as the trends that you've seen? COVID forced employers to look carefully at their risk benefits and to consider whether these are still adequately meeting the needs of their members. A bigger focus on wellness has emerged, uh, with many employers engaging with insurers to access their wellness offerings and also the offerings of specialized service providers. We've seen mortality risk stabilize after COVID, but we've also seen an increasing number of mental health-related claims on the disability side. And of course, the world of hybrids and work from home means that insurers and employers have had to reconsider what it means to be actively at work. Those are some interesting insights and trends, Marianne. I think we're going to really have some insightful conversation around some of those topics you've highlighted. But if we just focus now on death and disability benefits in South Africa post-COVID, what does that look like? Death and disability products have definitely been in the spotlight recently, with the focus being on having adequate cover in place for members and their families to support them uh, through times of need. The products themselves are very well developed, they're comprehensive and flexible, and as such, not much has changed in this space. What has changed uh, is the value that is placed on these benefits and the extent to which employees and employers engage with their risk benefits. Uh, Employees are much more aware of the benefits and are keen to get the most out of their benefits packages. So is there anything new that's being offered from a benefits perspective? As I mentioned, the products are fairly well developed, and because of this, in response to the greater engagement with the benefits, insurers are focusing on improving the customer experience. A key theme around this is wellness, with many initiatives being centered around claims and supporting claimants in going back to work. Mariana, obviously you've spoken about the issues around COVID, and and one would expect that there's been some work done around just the pace at which claims can be settled. What's happening on that front? Many insurers are focusing on increasing the levels of automation in their processes uh, following COVID. A lot of this is focused around the speed at which claims are being processed and paid. Insurers are also increasingly focusing on the frequency and the quality of the communication with end members as opposed to just communicating with the employers or the funds. We're seeing that it's changing into an almost cafeteria-like system where employers and employees can choose multiple versions of employee benefits, particularly on the risk benefits front. What does the system look like in practice and what are the effects? Flexible risk benefits have been around for some time, but since COVID we've seen an increased interest in them as uh, employers are reconsidering their benefits packages. 
This kind of product shifts the purchasing decision from the employer to the employee and enables employees to select a package of benefits that suit their needs within a specific budget. For example, a young single person with no children might choose to decrease their level of death cover but increase disability cover to reflect the long-expected working life that they have ahead of them. Another benefit of this system is that it's dynamic. Employees can adjust the level of cover uh, to suit their changing needs. For example, if somebody buys a house, they can decide to increase their risk cover. The result of this is that an employer will allocate a certain budget to risk products, uh, but they will end up with a pool of benefits that is customized to meet the needs of each employee rather than everybody getting the average benefit. But how does this system then dovetail with just your increased awareness of, of benefits? These type of benefits allow employees the opportunity to engage with their risk benefits and select uh, the benefits that are most appropriate to their needs. As such, it ensures that there's a better match to the needs and contributes to greater financial wellness amongst employees. And of course, for this type of system to work, uh, access to good financial advice is critical. And from an employer perspective, uh, in, in terms of just how they go about putting together a package like that, what would be the some of the things that you would suggest an employer considers when they think of going flexible? Group risk benefits can be quite complex and there are a lot of options available. The most important thing for an employer is to select the benefits that will best suit the needs of the particular employees. Uh, so I would have to say in this case, uh, the value of a good risk-benefit consultant can't be underestimated. So, Blessing, that is where you come in. <laughs> yeah, we'll gladly, we'll gladly help employers with, with that kind of uh, complex decision-making. The other aspect is around the employer's value proposition to the employees. And I think when you talk flexibility, this is a key part of an employer's value proposition to employees. So from an organizational perspective, how should human capital or the human resources teams manage these things? That's right, Blessing. Flexible risk benefits can be a powerful addition to an employer's benefits package and contribute towards staff retention. There's an onus on employers and insurers to create an environment of understanding. This can be achieved through including a risk benefits module as part of induction training or uh, through various other sources. Other information can be made available on the employer's intranet, such as informational videos, and it also can be supported by emails or regular communications reminding employees of the choices that are available to them. Uh, as I mentioned before, for this to work, it is important that employees have access to good financial advice. There seems to be a very valuable component that employees miss uh, in risk benefits, which is the funeral benefits part of, of risk benefits. Why are they such a strong value proposition within group risk benefits? And are employees generally aware of the existence of these and their, and their real value? Great question. Uh, funeral policies are very powerful as they meet a very real and specific need, which is financial support to members and their families at the time of death of a loved one. A family funeral policy typically doesn't cover the employee or the member only, uh, but also the spouse and children. And the policies can even be extended beyond the immediate family uh, if there is a financial obligation there. Another key benefit of these policies is, is that they pay out very quickly, uh, often within days or sometimes even within hours after a claim is received. 
The policies are not underwritten, so members do not have to undergo any medical underwriting and typically the cover would also not be capped. Where funeral policies are purchased individually, a waiting period will typically apply, but for group policies where cover is compulsory for all the employees, there will typically be no waiting period. Interesting. I think we also know that uh, quite often employees will have too much cover. They'll have more policies than they actually need. What do you think needs to happen around awareness and education? Unfortunately, we do see instances where members purchase multiple funeral policies. This means that typically the importance and the value of the product is understood, but there might be a lack of awareness of the group risk benefits uh, that the member might already have in place. Regular communication is important to increase awareness and to make sure that members are aware of all of the risk benefits that they have. It's also important to consider the method of communication. For a white-collar scheme, uh, email might be appropriate because the employees are largely desk-bound, but for a blue-collar scheme, uh, everybody might not get the emails, so it's important to also consider other forms of communication. This could include flyers or posters or uh, physical announcements that are made to staff. In our experience, the most effective way of communication is to use a mix of all of these methods. Thank you very much, Marianne, for joining us uh, today. It's really been uh, great having your insights and, and knowledge around risk benefits. Thank you, Blessing. Thank you for listening to this episode of Big Business Insights. I hope this helps you do big business better. Follow the All Mutual Big Business Insights podcast and toggle on notifications to get the alert when a new episode is live. To find out more about Old Mutual Corporate, visit oldmutual.co.za forward slash corporates. Old Mutual, do great things every day. Old Mutual Life Assurance Company South Africa Limited is a licensed FSP and life insurer.